0: On NRL teams. A momentous magic round and one of the biggest rule crackdowns in the game's history. The Red V hit hard by suspension. Anthony Griffin brings in a left field replacement for the Derby. The Raiders are also down on troops with a storm front heading for Canberra. Another week, another Bronx halves pairing. Who will Kevy call up next? And is the Blues number six jersey on the line in Dubbo? Welcome to NRL Teams. I'm Neve Owens. Lovely to have your company as always. And here on the desk alongside me from New South Wales and Aussie representatives, Brett Kamali and Robbie Farah. Hello. Hey
1: Neve, what about what about how good he was? He couldn't come in last week because of the <laughs> NRL bubble. And the West Tigers go out and play that brand of footy because Robbie Farah has been hanging around him a bit more. Two it's from just pretty oh, simple. All, all Two from, from all yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: And You didn't wear blue this week yeah. in celebration.
2: Two from three, actually. You know, We lost We lost that game. Yeah, two, two from, from three. three. So, yeah, yeah. We're, not, we're not going. But the, the, we've got to back it up this week. The problem with the Tigers has been, unfortunately, we win one and then a not-so-good performance a week after. So I think it's crucial this week that we back it up with a really good performance. How
1: was Magic Round? I've never been up there. You, you've tasted it from this point of view. Oh, we promoted it as, as one of the best weekends of NRL. Yeah,
2: really good. I... Um, I loved it. We obviously played the first game, the Friday night at 6 o'clock and then I was lucky enough to stay up for the weekend and just the buzz around town, the atmosphere, you know, walk down Queen Street more during the day and you've got the you know, fans wearing their jerseys around. It was a real carnival atmosphere. I thought it was a great concept and I think it's only going to get stronger as the years go on.
0: It was a terrific weekend and obviously one of the big talking points was the Tigers win and the crackdown on any contact with the head. I want to get both of your opinions on this and where we see this go from here throughout the rest of the season. We heard from a number of coaches over the course of the weekend who were critical. Obviously their focus is on winning games of footy and winning them right now. When you look at mm. the crackdown, how do you how important is consistency from here and do you think we'll get Consistency across the course of the NRL and also Origin to come.
1: Yeah, I think Peter Vellentes has come out and said he's going to stick solid by it. Um, so I think he's powerful enough to make the and the Commission the directive come from the Commission last Friday uh, about the change. I think player welfare and player well being is first and foremost. So stop hitting players in the head, and you won't get a penalty against you. Uh, they need to have some guidelines though. So uh, as a player, Robbie, I think that the refs probably have the black and white version of this because it needs to maybe be black and white. If a player is standing upright and you hit him in the head. Yeah. That's your own fault. If the player is falling, for example, and you hit him in the head then that can be a little bit gage as careless and a bit unpreventable. I'm not a fan now of going back three or four tackles to look at an
2: incident where missed on the spot because that's what the match review yeah. can do. The, the problem for me is, as you said, is they're going to rule it black and white. Yeah. and Not every incident on the field is black and white. Uh, there's got to be some sort of discretion um, and at the moment they're not using that. The Tedesco one he dropped his body position from here to here in a split second yeah, yeah. and as a defender it is almost impossible to avoid contact with the head. The Cowboys defender in my opinion did nothing wrong in that position yet found himself a 10 in the bin. There's, there's no discretion from the referees and I think until we allow that but the problem is they're, they're co- the refs are coached that way. They're, they're coached to rule black and white. and It's the same with the obstruction rule. You know, Sometimes a, a player might catch the ball on the the inside of a lead runner, but it's not affecting the defender, but they'll rule it in no try. There's got to be some sort of common sense when it comes to these rulings. and. In my opinion, there wasn't on the weekend.
0: But if this is a health and safety issue and they've decided that there can be no contact with the head, how important is the fact that those consequences have been upped regardless of intent for actually changing behaviour?
1: They they have to change behaviour and they have to make, certainly the head knocks a a big part of the game because we don't want kids to stop playing the game, we don't want to have long-term concussion effects, come back and soothe the game in bits and pieces. So I think by going really firm, very strict, uh, to start with, it, gets, it sets a tone because players have got away with hitting people in the head for a fair while now and nothing's happened. So the harsh penalty, the quick reaction has happened. I think you'll see a small lean towards the way Robbie's saying that there might be some understanding of what happens in the tackle. But I think we've started it here. We're going to stay nice and strong here. Um, and, and that's going to now come to the coaching and the education of the ref, the bunker ref and, and the ex-player that sits in that, in that room with him.
0: What about your three, two and one from round 10 before the clock ticks down and four o'clock is upon us?
1: Well, we've both got the same two and two and three points. Yep. Nathan Cleary, three. Tom Tarrovic, two. Luke Brooks I thought was yep. great. Uh, under pressure, Luke Brooks. I thought he was really good for the West Tigers. Uh, they played ad-lib football. They didn't play the structure, the slow brand of football. Went searching and a good kicking game. So uh, we've both gone yeah. West Tigers direction.
2: We have. Uh, Brooks, he <laughs> was outstanding. For me, it was his best game in a long time. Uh, he was absolutely outstanding. And I went another West Tiger in Adam Dewey, I thought. Uh, you know There was a lot of talk last week about him being moved out of the 5-8 position into the centres. And uh, you know he, he yeah, didn't kick stones. He went out there and uh, yeah he was a game-breaker on the on the weekend for the Tigers. But... Could have given it to Luke Brooks as well. They were both outstanding
0: be interesting to see whether Michael Maguire sticks with that this week and it is four o'clock so we can go to our teams and we'll start with Thursday night shall we where the North Queensland Cowboys will take on the Newcastle Knights at Queensland Country Bank Stadium and for the home side first Cohen Hess failed his HIA in the loss to the Roosters he'll rest up this week Tom Gilbert starts in the front row second rower and Cairns product Helam Lukey comes in on he's on the bench just the one change for the under pressure Newcastle side Heimel Hunt re-injured his hamstring in his return last week. Braden Musgrove replaces him on the wing this weekend. Blake Green is hovering on the cusp of his return. He's back in Jersey 21. Kalen Ponga still missing with a hip injury. Is it a mini final for these teams as we see Ultimately, the bottom half of that eight, a very close and hard-fought scenario. How important is this clash, Noddy, for both the Cowboys and the Knights?
1: Yeah, very important. As you said, I think we can see a clear distinction. in. This. We're not talking two conferences. We're talking there's the top tier and the bottom. They're going to fight it out. They'll beat each other. they lose each other. Really important for the Cowboys who are playing at home. I think if you're a team that's playing an opposition that's relatively close to you, you've got to use the home ground advantage to your benefit. So Todd Payton will be saying, hey, boys, we're at home. Our fans will turn up. We've seen some consistency. Lately, they again, they, they still need to start their games a bit better. If they can nail the first 20 minutes, mm. it'll probably help them settle in the matches. But I think they'd be looking at this game. no Caelan Ponga, no Mitchell Pearce. Great opportunity to get him. Newcastle are really, really struggling. We can't let this one slip.
0: And they've won their last three at home, Robbie. So we yeah. are starting to see them make Queensland Country Bank a bit of a fortress.
2: But they are. Yeah, you know, Last year, obviously, the new stadium and, and their record up there wasn't great. But this year we've seen, as you said, win three in a row. Gone for four in a row. And as, as you said, when you're playing teams that you know that you're going to be close to towards the back end of the season, these games almost become four-point games because you, know, you lose this game and, and it will come back to bite you when you're, you're fighting for that eighth spot uh, you know, in the final rounds of the year.
0: For the Knights, Adam O'Brien had some pretty serious words for his team after the loss. He said that they needed to step up or he'll find other players who can. He looked back at what has been a really tough few years for the Newcastle Knights. For Adam O'Brien, who, Noddy, is still very early in his coaching career and wouldn't have come up against the same kind of cultural issues at the Roosters, at the Storm, how big a challenge is this?
1: That's a massive challenge. And as you said, it's the first time as a head coach. He's done probably the best apprenticeship there was to do in the game with the Melbourne Storm for about 10 years, the Sydney Roosters for a couple of years, two of the best coaches probably the last 15 years in the competition uh, and he's it, also been the assistant coach, never the head coach. I think you can sit in and you can be normally comfortable, you're not making a lot of the decisions. Um, the Newcastle Knights, they are, they, they're missing the two big stars in Caelan Ponga and Mitchell Pearce so they're, they're two massive outs for any football side but yeah, it's not only a huge challenge for the players inside and I, and I heard Phil Gardner come out about a whole overall review. It's, a, it's actually a big challenge for, for Adam O'Brien as well. The first time as a head coach under pressure and you're always accountable to culture and then wins and losses.
0: A tough period and a very big game to kick off Round 11 of the NRL. Let's head to Friday Night Footy in the 6 o'clock at kickoff where the New Zealand Warriors take on the Wests Tigers at Central Coast Stadium. For the home side, the Warriors first. Marcelo Montoya makes his return from a knee injury with Rocco Berry dropping out of the 21 after he failed his HIA on the weekend. Kane Evans will start in the front row and Jazz Tavanga is back on the bench. Jack Murchie comes into the second row with Bailey Sirin and out indefinitely with a meniscus issue in his knee. Josh Josh Curran is also out. He'll miss up to four weeks with an elbow injury. For the Tigers, it's as settled as it gets for Michael Maguire. He's named the same 17 that beat the Knights in Magic Round. James Roberts has been named on an extended bench. He's missed the last three matches with a shoulder complaint. Looking at the Warriors first, who have lost a couple on the trot, they conceded 38 points to Manly, 34 points to Parramatta. We know they are both two very good attacking sides. Is it a defensive issue or just the class of the opposition they've come up against?
2: Oh well, look, they've played two quality sides, but I think what you found too, it's you, know, you can't underestimate how hard it is for the Warriors, how hard it's been living away from home and as the season goes on, it starts to take its toll, and you're always going to get those sorts of performances, in my opinion. You know, you can't be up every week. And look, they've had injury concerns as well. They've had you know, you know a lot of players out, uh, which makes things difficult. Uh, key players as well. So, look, yeah, they they got exposed in the last two games um, against two quality you know sides, but you know they'll be looking to bounce back. I think they're very dangerous this week against the Tigers. So, uh, yeah, defensively, uh, the Tigers are going to have to be on their game against the Warriors.
0: Well, you Tigers, and we questioned Michael Maguire's decision last week, Noddy, to switch up the halves combination and move Adam Dewey, who had been in such great form, was it actually a stroke of genius? Of
1: course it was. <laughs> when, when, when it worked, he can say yes. Yeah. It, it all, and, and I think they've got hopes and, and thoughts that Adam Dewey is going to be the long-term centre of the football club, great run of the ball, it's just a matter of probably who's going to play in the halves with Luke Brooks. Um, Again, as I said, I thought they played a different style of football last week. They played a bit more up-tempo, up up-brand up of footballs, less sort of single-man hit-ups, wait for that big one-player set of six. Had a lot of players pushing into the holes. Um, again, Newcastle created lots of opportunities for them to run into some holes and, and be attacking flair. But that's the blueprint now this week. So don't worry too much of going back to structure, playing the high completion rate in the grind type of football. Jump around, bounce around. People running the holes. Once you win a quick play, they will keep jumping on the back fence and and keep coming over the advantage line. So, I thought they've the last few weeks they're starting to understand how to get Dane Laurie into the game and get him some more quality ball in some better space scenarios.
0: Robbie, you must be happy enough.
2: Yeah. Again, as I said, it's about doing it again now. You know, obviously, consistency has been the main issue at the club for a long time and. Yeah, similar to, to what Newcastle's going through at the moment, where you can get one great performance and then a very poor one, uh, and you're not going to compete in this competition if you do that. So, yeah, you know, the challenge for the boys this week is to to back up what was a great performance last weekend.
0: Well, I've got a feeling you'll both be watching plenty of footy on Friday night. Let's head to the second game on Friday night and the local derby where the Sharks take on the Dragons. 7:55 kickoff at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. No changes for Cronulla, who come into this one having lost six on the trot. Will Sean Johnson get to suit up for his 200th game this week? We've seen with Sean Johnson that he has not been named in that lineup, so he'll have to wait another week. For his 200th game, and Matt Moylan and Chad Townsend are in the halves. The Dragons, on the other hand, they've had to scramble. Fullback Matt Dufty is out for at least a month with an AC shoulder joint injury. Cody Ramsey gets his chance in the number one jersey. Max Fiungai is on the wing. Will Burns comes into the starting side with Tyrell Fuimeono suspended for five weeks. Jordan Pereira replaces Michaela Ravalawa, who's out for two games. Andrew McCulloch was cleared of facial fractures on Monday. He's been named, but he'll be monitored this week. Tarek Sims will be missing for one week, Jackson Ford comes into the second row, Poasa Farmacilli replaces Josh Maguire who's been suspended for five weeks. Coming onto the bench, Cade Ellis, Jaden Hunt and Junior Amone. And new signing Jared Beale is there in Jersey 21. For the Sharkies, Noddy, we know that Adam Reynolds is not headed for the Sharks next year. Where does that leave the Sharks moving forward? What are you expecting to see from these halves both this year and indeed into 2022?
1: Yeah, I'm not too sure where the direction of 2022 will go. Obviously Adam Reynolds was the number one target. They'll they'll assess that now and go to find out whoever they will replace uh, Chad Townsend with because Chad Townsend has signed with the Cowboys. So you've got Johnson and Moylan that are currently there. Uh, As you said, I I believe there's an offer on the table for Sean Johnson. Not as high as he was probably hopeful it would be coming, but they're fighting it out. Uh, Will, you know, they've got Will Kennedy was reasonably good last week. Um, Luke Medcalf's a young kid coming through the half system. So I don't think it's any panic situations. I think Craig Fitzgibbon will assess it and see where he wants to reshape it. Don't worry about um, Formlide coming in. You just read the Dragons team. It's, It's broken down everywhere. Players missing bits and pieces. The Sharks have lost six in a row. They've played 47 times in a local derby. 23 match wins each and one draw. So form line goes out the window on Friday night because it's just such a local derby. It's a grand final of the big brother, little brother. Who's big brother? Who's little brother? Bragging rights uh, and Cronulla got bragging rights over the over the Dragons round one by a 14-point victory. So uh, it's one of those matches where you can just throw all the headlines out and just go out there and compete. And it's a full house, I believe, also on Friday at uh, Oakie Jubilee.
0: How good the atmosphere will be! Brilliant. The Dragons themselves have a huge number of team changes to contend with, though, Robbie.
2: Huge, uh, yeah. You know, I, the, I saw they went and signed Gerard Bill this week. Brought him back out of retirement to try and strengthen a bit of depth there in the outside backs, and it, it's going to be quite challenging, you know, for them. No doubt, uh, we've seen the number of changes there, and look, they're going to be disjointed this weekend. As Noddy said, uh, you know, generally in these games, form line does go out the window, and the 17 guys that run out there for the Dragons in a local derby, you know, they're going to be up for the challenge, but. Look, I personally, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a bridge too far for them this weekend with, with the amount of changes that they've, they've got, the, the amount of experience they lose uh, in their side and the different combinations that have come in. Uh, yeah, and it's not just for this week. There's a lot of long-term suspensions and injuries there as well. So they're going to have their work cut out.
0: Cody Ramsey gets his opportunity mm. in the number one jersey noddy. He'll be pumped to show what he can do.
2: Yeah, he
1: will be definitely. And he's, he's got some pace. He's a big winger. Um, he, I think there was an opportunity to play him at fullback in the offseason. That's why they haven't rushed out and, and invested in Matt Dufty long term. So, yeah, he gets a great opportunity to play. Um, you know, there's, there's no greater opportunity than just being given an opportunity to prove how good you are. You know, it's hard, I think, to sell yourself on the training paddock because when you do some edge on edge or some structured stuff, the people you're doing it against actually know what's coming. But I think if you can do it against someone that doesn't know what's coming and, and, and show himself, so yeah, and you know, I think it's a good opportunity for him.
0: Let's head to the Gold Coast and Super Saturday where the three o'clock game kicks off between the Titans and the Bulldogs at Seabus Super Stadium. For the Titans, with a few troops suspended, no David Fafita again and no Herman Sese out for three games for a careless high tackle. And Tyrone Peachy will miss two games for a crusher. Ash Taylor could make his return from a hip injury. He's been named in Jersey 21. Tino for Sulmala moves to lock. Mo fodder starts in the front row. On the bench, Aaron Clark is back after playing Q-Cup for the last couple of weeks and second rower Sam Stone is there too, looking to play his first NRL game of the season. Toby Sexton has been named in the extended squad for the first time. He's a halfback, he's a local junior, he's played Australian at Schoolboys. For the Bulldogs, Aaron Shoup comes into the side in the centres with Nick Meaney moving to the wing and Tui Katoa dropping out of the 17. Adam Elliott drops back to the bench with Matt Dury starting in the second row and Dylan Knapper makes his return from a shoulder injury via the bench. Carl Flanagan is in jersey number 21. For the Titans, coming up, they've got the Bulldogs this weekend. Then they've got your Sharkies, Noddy. Then they have the Storm, the Roosters, Manly, Raiders and Para. So looking at these next two games from a Titans perspective, how huge are they?
1: They're yeah, pretty important, aren't they? <laughs> They're really important, especially when you think about the Titans are now one of those sides that are also in the mumble of the bottom of the top eight. A very tough draw, as you said, from round thirteen onwards. They they look at it and go, well, it's a tough away trip. Uh, They do play the Sharks at Cos Harbour as well, so they're actually not having to come all the way to Sydney to play that match as well. So uh, I I would have thought, I still think the Titans will make the eight. I had them in in my eight at the start of the season. I think, you know, Justin Holbrook sort of wants them to improve their defence. again another side that's in and around the Titans would be expected to beat the Dogs that's, that's when you go into this match if they play well enough even though as you said without some players in their side you think they're going to be well enough the, the defence if has got a defence deficiency they don't really have they won't get the massive questions asked from the Dogs like they did get asked from Penrith so I think they've got to be backing themselves this week
0: we're looking at the Bulldogs, Robbie, who struggled to put the Raiders to the sword, even when the Raiders were down to 11 men. Are you surprised that Trent Parrott has stuck with the same halves combination this week, that Carl Flanagan hasn't had a recall?
2: Yeah, look, I think you've got to give him time. Obviously, he made the decision there to, to take Cole you know, out for a few weeks, and you can't you know, make that make a decision to bring him back in after one game. Well, yeah, I thought the Dogs had their chances, as you said, against the Raiders. Uh, you know, second half, they, they were coming home with a wet sail, and then... Uh, yeah, sort of stumbled there and, and yeah, sometimes you think things are going to happen when you're playing against a, a team that's down a man. Coming up against 12 players and the Raiders lifted their intensity and the Bulldogs just couldn't go with them. and um, Unfortunately, yeah, they'll look back at that as a, a game that got away because you know, when the Raiders were down to 12, uh, you would have put your money. The Dogs were in front at that stage to, to close out that game. So a bit of a learning uh, curve for the young halves of the Bulldogs but they get another chance this week to show that uh, yeah, they, they're good enough at that level. Uh, I think it's a danger game for the Titans because for me they look a different side when Dave Fafita doesn't play. Uh, defensively they've been quite poor but you know, with the ball uh, he's such a strike weapon for them and they looked a different side on the weekend. So you know, the dogs will fancy their chances this weekend.
0: They'll be aware, the Titans, certainly, of how important this one is. Let's head to the SCG and the 5.30 kickoff where the Roosters take on the Broncos. And the Roosters with an unchanged 17. Trent Robinson hasn't been able to say that too much this season. Satili Tupanua and Angus Crichton are both free to play. They were hit with fines over their high tackle and dangerous contact charges from Magic Round. For the Broncos, Kevin Walters has lost patience with a number of his high-profile players. Anthony Milford has again been dropped with Albert Kelly set for his first NRL match since 2014. Corey Oates has also made way for David Mead. Jordan Rickey's suspension means Keenan Palacier starts and Kobe Hetherington, son of Jason, is set to debut off the bench with Danny Levi making way. For the Roosters first gents, Angus Crichton has been sensational for the Roosters this season. He's really stepped up, particularly in the absence of Boyd Cordner in that leadership role. Have we seen him take his game to a new level? Certainly. The highest level thus far in tri colours, and I believe we're looking at you, Robbie.
2: Oh, definitely. Uh, Yeah, Angus. I was at at the Rabbitohs when Angus was coming through, and from a very young age, you saw not only the the talent that he had, the toughness, but also the leadership qualities. And I think now that's yeah, we're starting to see that. uh, Yeah, probably through um, it just it just had to happen, just due to the fact that they had so many senior players out and. Uh, so much more responsibility was placed on his shoulders but he looks like he's really thrived with that responsibility uh, as you said he's been outstanding uh, yeah, tough player and, and all the skill, we know what skill he's got but the impressive thing for me is his leadership role in the last few weeks he,
1: he was There was rumours last year he was potentially having to be pushed out to fit some salary cap space bits and pieces so he's responded extremely well as you said Boyd Gordon has gone down, Jake Friend's retired all that leadership's gone around those forwards he's he stepped up better than anyone and, and now he's he's one of the best players in the competition, uh, and, and the problem—not the problem—but the back rows don't get huge raps because they don't they're normally not the ball player, not the mm. finishers, not the, not the—you know—sometimes you see a great knock from a front rower. But Angus Crichton would be the best back rower in the in the game at the moment.
0: Looking at Kevy Walters' Broncos side, Anthony Milford dropped again. Thirty-year-old Albert Kelly set to make his Broncos debut. Looking at Anthony Milford first, has he run out of chances now in Kevi Walters' books?
1: You'd think so, wouldn't you? You, you would think after being dropped the first time and put under pressure and then brought back in and we got a little bit of a fix and then gone again, I, you, I would certainly think they would be saying uh, there's a line in Anthony Milford. We, we know he's not going to be signed. Obviously, uh, Adam Reynolds going there next year, so they've got a game manager, um, which is disappointing for Anthony Milford, who, who left the Raiders five or six years ago and had so much talent. And we see that talent occasionally. We just don't mm. see it at the, at the consistent level. Great run of the ball. Um, I, I'm not too sure where his, where his career goes. He, he could likely find a club for, for the rate that they want to pay. Um, and, but then it's up to him to prove himself and to train hard and get himself back into the NRL.
0: Kevi Walters called his side soft last week, Robbie, <laughs> after the loss. Do you think he had one eye on this game when he made those comments? Because the Bronx conceded 117 points to the Roosters in two meetings last year.
2: Yeah, it's never not. I think it's probably no worse word to hear as an athlete, uh, than being called soft. So there's no doubt that... Uh, I think I think probably he meant there was some truth to it, but I also think he's probably looking for a reaction this weekend and he knows he's coming up against the Roosters side that, look, if they dish up the same sort of performance on the weekend, then uh, it, it can get quite embarrassing. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's no worse uh, criticism or word to be used against you as an athlete as soft. So, look, I, I know the players, you know, I know if that was me, I'd take it personally and I'd go out with the points approved this week.
0: Tough place to play, lovely place to watch footy, SCG, on Saturday afternoon. Let's head to Saturday night now. It might be ever so slightly cooler in the nation's capital with the Raiders taking on the Storm. The 7.35 kickoff at Bruce Stadium for Canberra first. Josh Papali'i and Jack Whiten, Josh Hodgson, all suspended. So here's how the Raiders line up. Sam Williams is in for his first match of the season at 5 5.8. Dunamis Louis starts at prop and Hudson Young takes his spot at lock. There's an NRL debut for 19-year-old Brad. Schneider, who's in jersey 14. Ryan Sutton returns from an elbow injury on the bench, but there's no Joe Tarpanay or Jordan Rapiner. Melbourne, as expected, there's no Ryan Pappenhausen. After that head knock against the Dragons, Nico Hines will line up at fullback. Riley Jacks is also missing, with Chris Lewis to start at 5'8 for the first time. The storm will be boosted by the return of Brandon Smith. Looking at this Raiders side first, how big a loss is Josh Papali'i for both Canberra and the Maroons, Noddy?
1: Yeah, it's massive for the Maroons. He's certainly one of the best front rowers in the game, obviously at origin level he lifts. Uh, He's certainly going to be really missed for the Canberra Raiders. Jack Whiten will be missed for the Canberra Raiders. They finally got a victory last weekend after um, so many losses in a row, a bit of turmoil down there. you know, as you said, there was a lot of, I think there was 12 players sent off or sim bin last weekend and only one sent off. And unfortunately, Josh is the person that wears the brunt of the judiciary because of that high contact to the head. So um, previous loading, previous carryover points, um, previous charge sheet. So it's, it's disappointing for him, but it, over, over time, it sort of catches up with you if you keep getting it wrong.
0: It means that the Raiders are missing 824 games worth of experience for this weekend. When you add up all of those players who are out, Robbie, what challenge does Ricky set for them heading into a clash with the Storm, who we know are playing good footy?
2: Well, Sticker will go down there with the the attitude of of believing they can win the game. We saw that last year when everyone wrote them off with the amount of injuries they had. Now, similar to the Roosters, they're going to need players to step up in the leadership role. A lot of senior players out, Jared Croker's out, Josh Hodgson, uh, Josh, Papa, Josh Papali'i. Uh, so you start looking at the guys you know, below them, you half halfback in George Williams, sorry, uh, Jack Whiting out as well. Yeah. So, uh, so you, you're going to need some of these younger guys that probably aren't used to being senior players or in the leadership role they're going to have to step up because they're going to to a pretty daunting place this week to play some footy.
1: It would be disappointing for Ricky to go back there because he was shattered the last time they played the Melbourne Storm which was that semi-final match where he was blown off the puck. Craig Bellamy and Ricky Stewart have got a great friendship, great relationship but you're going down there without a great side against a side that is absolutely fine. They're not Lacking a lot of depth, the Melbourne Storm, but, but they're obviously missing a key player there in, in Cam Munster. Um,
0: so, who comes in? How do they look when we see that final team sheet released?
1: I think you'll see well, one of the halves off the bench. I think Cooper Johns could potentially get a start on on the match. I uh, Unless they just say, Jerome Hughes, you're going to do everything for us and you're going to manage the game, you're going to kick the game, we're going to play defensive pressure, we're going to you know, get our big pack of forwards to roll off the front foot and just have Chris Smith as a, as a running lock, like a running 5'8". If that's the case, it, it certainly helps the Canberra stay in the game more because there's not a great deal of football being thrown at you.
0: Nico Hines is there at fullback again, Robbie. What does the future hold for him? Because there are a whole heap of teams who'd love to sign him for 2022 and beyond.
2: Yeah, he's been outstanding. Every opportunity he gets, he he's does himself uh, you know, no no disfavors. His uh, his value keeps going up, in my opinion. And uh, you know, for him as well, he, he's got a I guess a really big decision to make. Do you stay in a Melbourne Storm system where uh, you're in a strong footy club? Uh, chance of winning the Premiership most seasons or there or thereabouts uh, but you're not the first choice fullback or do you go to a club where you get an opportunity to to showcase your talent week in week out and uh, there's no doubt there'll be a number of clubs lining up to to sign him because he's been absolutely outstanding and um, I think yeah, as, I, as I mentioned, he's got a really big decision to make.
1: It's a great thing. You see Pappenhausen's come through the apprenticeship under Billy Slater. Well, then you think Nico Hines has done the same apprenticeship yeah. behind Pappenhausen, under the best fullback that's played our game, gets mm-hmm. tuition, gets the coaching, plays in a good system. I think I heard him make some comments the other day about someone giving me an offer if they want me to leave Melbourne. So obviously he's, he's been right, talked yeah. about but not presented any numbers or offers to. I think Ryan Pappenhausen's off contract. I don't know if he's off contract now or well, definitely he's off contract by the end of next year so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he just waits and see what Paps does and then if Paps stays then he goes somewhere else because by that stage as well we're probably thinking about one new franchise being announced by then as well and be, he's from Woi, so he's from the Central Coast so there might be a lot of Sydney clubs that might go would you like to come home and play for us now that Pappenhausen signed for a longer term deal?
0: It's a good problem for the Storm to have, isn't it? Two quality players. Let's head to Sunday Arbo footy and a super Sunday as it is shaping up to Dubbo first where the Rabbitohs will take on the Panthers at 2 o'clock kick-off and for South Sydney looking more like their old selves. Latrell Mitchell has completed his suspension. He's back in his beloved number one jersey for this big clash. So Cody Walker is back to 5'8 and Benji Marshall into the bench utility role. Josh Mansour makes his return from a hamstring injury with Tane Milne dropping out of the 21. Jacob Host comes onto the bench and Campbell Graham is back in the 21 as he looks to make his return from a broken hand. Jaden Sewer and Dane Gagai were both hit with fines from the Match Review Committee so they're free to play in Dubbo. For Penrith, just the one change for the high-flying Panthers. Kurt Capel makes his return from a head knock so Liam Martin drops back to the bench and Jermaine Hopgood is out of the 17. Moses Leota and Dylan Edwards both hit with fines for dangerous contact and contrary contact Charges from Magic Round. Are we seeing the Blues' number six jersey ultimately up for grabs in this one? How closely is Freddie fitler watching this game?
1: I'd say extremely closely. I think it's a hard position for him to pick. Uh, you know, obviously Jack White is suspended now and probably not available this round. Um, I wonder. Cody Walker, I think, played a couple of games last year. He's on fire at South Sydney. Jerome Louai was in the he was part of the emerging squad last year. He's got the combination with the halfback for Penrith, So yeah, it's certainly very, very important to watch. Great attacking players. Uh, obviously, look at that tries. Cody Walker eight tries to one, but the try assists are very similar with 12 to
2: 8. So it's. And a those force
0: dropouts, which are mm. so crucial at origin time, Jerome yeah. Luai well and truly on top there.
2: Yeah, I think the combination too works in their favour. Yeah. You know, Cleary and Luai no doubt. Uh, but a, a massive game this weekend, you know. A great, a great test of the best defense in the in the competition against one of the best attacking sides in the competition and which one's going to hold you know, hold firm. And you speak about the, the 5-8 challenge, but there's also, you know, there's no doubt Freddie will be watching this game because you want to see how the players are going to perform against the best. Uh, and, and there's a number of guys, you know, when you're talking about guys in position for a, a Blues jumper this year, yeah, you know, it's you know, Steven Crichton, you know, Brian Toto, who everyone's been talking about for a wing spot. Yeah, you know, Isaiah Yo, you know, for the Panthers. Liam Martin's been talked about in the past, and then you go over to the other side with with Cody Walker, Latrell Mitchell. Do we see him back back in the Blues uh, jumper this year? So it's it's going to be a great uh, you know, great game on Sunday. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: The Rabbitohs have lost twice to Melbourne this season. Noddy, does that add an extra element to this game from a Rabbitohs perspective? They want to make sure they're really showing that they are still in that conversation for 2021 premiership.
1: Definitely, yeah. I think they're definitely one of those top sides. I think, and they've got their roster back as well, which is you know that one of the losses to Melbourne was when they were certainly depleted of a, of their star starter roster. They have got that back now. They're going out west to play Penrith. Penrith for in such a winning streak that if you can come in and beat them and cause a little upset, it gives you confidence that you can beat the good sides uh, and challenge the good sides. And What it'll do, it'll probably throw the competition wide open again a little bit more because we're thinking it's a two-team uh, competition at the moment and then all of a sudden you go, well, hang on a sec, South can win it, well, hang on a sec, the Roosters are starting to get some players back and, and Parramatta, we haven't really spoken about it, about as it. Premiership continues yet. So It just makes the whole joy of NRL more open again if they're able to cause that upset.
0: Panthers are the f- first side since 1996 to start a season 10 and 0. When do they lose? Is it this weekend?
2: Yeah, it's yeah, and, and you know what? I say yeah. There's a lot of pressure on the Panthers as well because they've lost one game in the last almost 12 months of rugby league, yeah. and that was a grand final. Uh, and, and everyone's talking about when are they going to lose? And the longer they win, I think the expectation is there that. Look, oh, the competition's theirs, they're just going to yeah. win this grand final. But that's not how things work. You've got to win the big games towards the end of the year. So, you know, when they lose is a is a, is a great question. Yeah, if if the Rabbitohs get them this week, you've got the Dogs, Tiger, Sharks. I think yeah, maybe the but Tigers, don't, don't, yeah, don't tigers just, just, look, look at you, you're about Friday to disregard night. all those types Well, I'll what, I was flying home from Magic Round yesterday and the Panthers were on my flight and, and I was having a chat with Ivan Clear. I said, mate, I said, be careful when you come to Leichhardt on Friday on Friday night in a couple yeah. of weeks. He might not get out alive after. I have to you
1: know, leave the street there. So is he? He's not driving the bus though. He jumped off that. Bus <laughs> know, that, bus goes, uh, long, <laughs> that bus broke down. A long, <laughs> that bus
2: broke down a long time ago.
0: If you do want to get along to that game, we know it's going to be an absolute cracker. You better already have your tickets because it is sold out in Dubbo, which is brilliant to see. For everyone else, you can catch it on Fox Sports, on KO, on Sky Sports New Zealand and, of course, on Watch NRL for our international viewers. Sunday is shaping up as an awesome day of footy. Let's head to the 4 o'clock kickoff between the Eels and the Seagulls at Bankwest Stadium, Parramatta. As expected, the Parramatta team looking very similar to the one that beat the Warriors. The only change is on the bench. Joey Lussick looks set to make his club debut and play his first NRL match since 2017 with Ray Stone out of the 17. For Manly, they've lost Kieran Foran to a broken hand. That was in the opening minutes last week. He's expected to miss a couple of weeks. Cade Cust is into the halves and Josh Schuster remains in the second row. Marty Tapao is into the starting side with Sean Kepi dropping to the bench and Zach Sadler comes into the 17. Let's talk Eels first and celebrate what was a really lovely moment in magic round with jakey arthur making his debut how special was that to see both the celebrations and the support he had there in the stadium but also the the celebration with his dad afterwards brad arthur can be a very serious kind of character it was brilliant to see that emotion robbie
2: yeah and, and also the emotion when he scored his his yeah. try and and the coach sort of i guess for a moment they forgot he was a coach and uh yeah, we're celebrating as a as a dad, as a father, and, and you see the emotion there. It's it's great to see. Uh, I think that what's what makes our game so special. But um, yeah, if, look from a from a coach's point of view, he would have been really proud. But from, as a father's from a father point of view, uh, day you'll never forget, and just start, you know super happy for his son. I think I, I heard Brad after after the game saying he just wanted the game to be over. He just yeah. wanted to finish. He was so nervous, um, and not only obviously nervous about getting the result, but. You're nervous for your little boy that's about to play his you know, first NRL match. Uh, you know, Growing up his whole life dreaming of that moment. Uh, and it was just beautiful to see.
1: He, he, and he's been under a lot of pressure because his dad is the coach of the Parramatta football side. He's had to yeah. contend that coming through. He got he's They're fast-tracking through. He's missed a lot of the age groups when they come through. Uh, showed a lot of maturity. Uh, been through a fair bit of resilience, I suppose. And as you said, it, it would just be a great moment for, for father and son and the whole family who are up there to experience it, to understand it. Um, we, we talk about the pressures of NRL football, how it can eat you up. You also can get the emotion and the highlight of what they presented last weekend. So the greatness of the game can also come out.
0: I know he's just made his debut and I'm asking you to look to he's the got to back it up, he straight up he's, he's got to back it up. <laughs> when <laughs> Dylan Brown is back, and we know yeah. that Dylan Brown has signed for the next couple of seasons with the Eels yeah. already, we think Mitch Moses will possibly announce that he's re-signed sometime this week. What does the future look like? for Jacob Arthurs? Does he stick with Parramatta? Is he 100%. there for the foreseeable future?
1: He's there for long term. If his dad's a football coach at Parramatta, he's there for long term. He's, he's very young. He's, he's fast, as I said, fast track through the grades, gets the opportunity to play. I think sometimes young kids rush into playing first grade because they want, the, A, they want the money straight away, and they want to be the stars in bits and pieces, but the game can also burn you very quickly and, and, and spit you out very quickly. So I think being patient, being in a good system, Parramatta are in that Premiership window now, hopefully for a number of years, being in and around that it's going to be a, a great way to be involved with or do you go to a club that's at the bottom that's really struggling and all of a sudden you become the under pressure halfback. I, I think he stays there for a while.
0: Up against Manly who are missing Kieran Foran and interestingly Desi has gone with Cade Cust in the halves. Does this tell us anything more broadly about Josh Schuster's future and the impact he's had in the second row or is it more just a case of Curtis and not being available that's where Josh Shuster's needed for now?
2: think if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. yeah, he's going really well in the in the back row on that left edge. He's really providing them with some ball-playing ability, a, a, sometimes a kicking game, footwork. Uh, so he's become a real strike weapon uh, for them on that edge. So, you know, do you weaken one position to, to strengthen another? No, I think Cade Custer's obviously played a lot in the hards before. So uh, for me, it's the right choice to leave him on that edge.
1: And I, I think he was a young 5'8 that came through as a ball playing 5'8. And as you can see, he's developed in size. So he's probably yeah. going to become that ball playing back rower. Yeah. So it, it's a great, great combination to have. And Cade Cuss is a super competitor. Yeah. yeah. Cherry will do a lot of the ball. You can rely on Tom doing stuff. Jake's going to be a ball player for you. So you don't technically need four ball players. So Cade Cuss, who's a super competitor, come in and compete, support, get around it, do some kicks, and leave Schuster at, fi- at the back row.
0: Who wins this game?
1: Ooh. It's a good challenge, isn't Great it? Great challenge. Manly, it's the old days Manly versus Para. Here yeah. we go again. Like, I've got no idea. I think Parramatta yeah. win a close one. Um, but if, if Manly win, if, and you know what the funny thing is, I'll say Parramatta win a close one. If Manly win by a good margin, it would not surprise me because of Tom. Pro.
2: Yeah. How do, you, how do you not tip side with Tommy too yeah. at the moment?
0: You can get Ooh. along. <laughs> And watch it. There are still tickets available. Get along to Bankwest Stadium if you can, can, because as Noddy said, he's got no idea who's ultimately going to win this game. It should be an absolute cracker. NRL.com forward slash tickets to get your tickets to this one. And you can, of course, catch all of the Round 11 action on Fox Sports, KO, Channel 9, Sky Sports New Zealand and watch NRL. What is our headline coming out of Round 11?
1: I'm feeling confident. Mm. I'm feeling really confident this yeah. week, so I'm going to do the old double whammy again that I'd never get right. <laughs> I don't know what South I'm to going. upset Penrith. First loss will come this weekend. And the headline on. When do they play? When did the Roosters play? Sad Friday. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday Arvo played. That's a Sunday morning headline. The one that got away. Sam Walker will break the Broncos' hearts with two tries, system and one try.
0: I love that you can't get one right, You've but you're still headline. happy to Andy's go for it. i I've two. got the headline.
1: I've got the headline. <laughs> and he's written his <laughs> <own Yeah>.
2: headline. <laughs> oh.
1: oh, Dave, I'll give you the headline.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Robbie.
2: I'm going a major upset this week. I think the Bulldogs are a chance against the Gold Coast Titans.
0: You're just going to leave it there? You sure you it. don't want a double whammy that's like your mate?
2: Oh, that's that's, that's enough. big enough. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's not enough. <laughs>
0: Beautifully done, yeah. gents. Thank you so much. Don't forget as well, from Thursday of this coming week, we have got the Women's National Championship. That's on in Redcliffe. It will be streamed live on NRL.com all the way through until the final on Sunday afternoon. Make sure you tune in and check that out as well. Noddy, Roey thank you so much for stepping us through this weekend. Easy, easy game, this thing, isn't it? <laughs> Lovely to Lovely. see you both. Great to have you back see in up. the studio. Lovely to have your company as well. Enjoy the football this weekend and we'll see you next week wait.